Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with yours truly. So today, today we are going to talk about isolation, isolating, going within, how to grow, how to go, not really how to go, that just kind of rhymed. Uh, so yeah, so this is, uh, this is the topic which um, is timely for me just because of my life situation, but it's been coming up with other people as well. And then when I take it, get a broader perspective, this is kind of what a lot of us are in and have been in for a while with the COVID thing going on. You know, it's it's been over a year now. And I said from day one, the first thing that I was getting from as soon as this thing started, as soon as I started meditating on it, the first thing I got was, you know, to go within. We all have to go within, which a lot of us have. And we can expand on that. But, you know, it, it can, of course, isolating and it has a negative context. And with good reason, a lot of times. Um, but there is a time to go within. You know, the the seasons show us this. You know, the winter time is time to hibernate and go within. You know, and a lot of times we don't go with the seasons and 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 with nature like we're supposed to. So, and and with this big global pandemic going on, going within, we've been forced to. You know, so. If you're isolating without doing the inside work, then you're missing the opportunity. You know, and isolating can be very, it can have negative consequences. You can just keep going within to feel safer and to feel safer and to feel safer and minimizing external influences. And, you know, ultimately that's not going to work. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. We're talking about how, you know, just minimizing the external and not doing the internal work is never going to, it's not the way to go. It's just not, you're not going to grow. Nothing's going to, nothing's going to happen. It's like the, um, I think Michael Singer did a really nice job. Um, of explaining this type of mentality in his book, The Untethered Soul, when he talks about when he talks about the thorn, and he says, you know, we we have a thorn in our skin, and it's touching a nerve. So whenever anything touches it, it it hurts. So you know, most people what they do is they spend a lot of time making sure nothing touches that nerve. You know, so so we we won't go places that touch that nerve. We won't, you know, we, we might end up building a box 
that fits on our arm because like even if the wind blows on it it hurts so that'll keep the wind out and then and our whole life becomes around making sure that thorn doesn't get touched you know and by proxy our nerve doesn't get touched <laughs> you know so these are the things that bother us you know and when when our mentality is when we experience pain, we go, oh, I don't want to feel that again. So I'm going to I'm going to make sure I don't feel that again by isolating myself from experiencing that again. And what we have to understand is that the emotional pain that we're experiencing is when when it gets triggered, when it gets touched, that's it yelling that it wants to come out <laughs> like you know, it, it wants to be healed. It, it's saying, hey, there's something inside of you that's sensitive, that hurts. And, you know, you should get rid of that. It's not saying build a wall around it. It's saying that you should get rid of it. So, you know, like Michael Singer says, you can spend your whole life protecting yourself to try to make sure that your nerves don't get touched. You don't feel anything uncomfortable or you the other option is you could take the thorn out you know then you can walk freely and you don't have to worry about that the nerve getting hit you know so this is what we're trying this is what i'm talking about now is the the fact that if we isolate to not allow the external world world to touch us then we're in trouble you know it's it, it's never going to happen it's never going to you know that it, it we're never going to succeed and if we if we were to succeed which we never could actually succeed <laughs> but if we were to exceed or come close to succeeding what would our life look like you know it would look like a prison because we can't do anything because if you do something 10 times and one time you have a bad experience, well, then that has to be crossed off the list and you can't do it anymore. And, you know, over years and, you know, millions of experiences, that list gets longer and longer and longer. And this is how we isolate, 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 isolate. You know, it's all fear based and fear grows or shrinks depending on what you do so our job is to shrink the fear let the fear control us less when things get touched when they come up to the surface we allow them to leave and then if we allow them to leave they're no longer in us anymore and then we can be in that same situation and it doesn't trigger us anymore it doesn't bother us anymore you know so this is the emotional work we need to do so lots of people are are kind of in forced isolation because of the world um, situation right now with COVID. Um, just you know, just from sheer um, you know social distancing and you know ju just what's going on with the pandemic, a lot of people are kind of pushed in the direction of isolation. So of course, more people are doing it. And then, you know, this is a defense mechanism for many people and it always has been. So you've got those people doing it. And, you know, as a result, there's, 
there's some serious negative consequences because like most things we're not doing we're not growing through it we're just defending ourselves from life so you know it's important to understand what you can do in isolation and you know and as as you do the work while you're in isolation whether it's self-imposed or whether it's externally imposed you're going to come out you know a better version of you so you know think of the caterpillar becoming the butterfly so you know the caterpillar goes into its cocoon into isolation to evolve and to change in and then comes out that's not the end of it it comes out a better version of itself flying free you know so this is what we're this is it, it's everything is like this it's not what we do it's how and why we're doing it so isolation in itself isn't necessarily bad but it, are you using it for what you should be using it for are you growing through your isolation you know so this has been coming up in multiple ways with multiple people and which you know oftentimes in my work there's themes and a lot of times the themes with my clients sometimes it's just the theme with my clients and i end up talking about the same thing with multiple people um so there's those themes and then a you know, sometimes it even aligns with my life. So I'm talking, you know, as I'm talking it through with them, focused on their lives, it's, it's connecting with what I'm going through in my life. You know, and I think there's multiple reasons for that one, because I, of course, need to grow as well. And, um, and it's helpful, because like, it's hard to, un I guess it's hard to understand this fully. But when I'm talking, I'm actually hearing too, because I don't feel like I'm in control of what is saying. I don't know what I'm going to say next. I just keep speaking. So I'm listening as I'm speaking. So I'm getting this stuff. This is why it's so beneficial to me because I'm getting this stuff while I'm sharing it, you know? So, so the, in you know the way this is looking in my life is you know i most of you know that i moved to the dominican republic recently and after being here a few months i got an opportunity to move up into the mountains well the mountain you know the dominican republic i mean to be honest with you i'm not fully acclimated to the new culture i've never even traveled internationally before and i just picked up traveled over here for a couple months liked it felt that i was supposed to move and moved so i'm <laughs> completely out of my element there is so many things that i depended on in my whole life to get things done to just understanding i understood the game in the united states i understood the culture i understood what it took to get things done um, I could speak the language. There's all kinds of things that I leaned on in the United States that I can't lean on here. So I'm kind of stripped of a lot of things that helped me. So, and I'm up in the mountains and it's very easy to isolate. And I've needed to isolate 
through some of this because the adjustment has been very difficult going up into the mountains. There, there's, there's, you know, it's, I'm not going to get too deep into it because it, it's specific. So it doesn't really matter what my version of it is. You know, it's, you guys got to take what I'm saying and see how it relates to what you're feeling and experiencing. That's what's important. So the specifics of what I'm going through really aren't that important. It's the feelings underneath the specifics that you can identify with, you know, so I, I was in a situation where like a lot of the things that I didn't, that, that I tried doing that used to work in my previous life didn't work and it was affecting my business and my life in ways that it's never been affected before. And I had trouble feeling like I was heard and, and getting things taken care of and, and it was difficult, you know, and I needed to go within and isolate for a while. I'm still isolating a little bit. It's getting less, but, but it's what you do during that time. And I knew I needed to, and I even had friends, you know, be like, Hey, like, maybe you should like, you know, come out and have some fun with us. I'm like, no, that's not what I need. And you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent sure because I got knocked around a little bit. But I'm glad I listened to it because, you know, I went within and I gave myself what I needed. I needed to go within and I needed to search for the safety on a whole nother level. Like this is a concept we all have to get. Our sense of safety and our sense of peace and our sense of happiness and our sense of joy all comes from within, right? So like, and I know that, and I live that to the best of my ability, but then I came over here to the DR and, and, and I found a whole new level of control that I use to make myself feel safe that I wasn't even aware of. So now all of a sudden I felt very unsafe and I needed to get to a place where my feet at least hit the ground a little bit and I could get my bearings and then go, okay, what just happened? Like I just got knocked all over the place and it consumed me a little bit. And now, okay, what do I need to do? How do I grow through this? You know, what is the spiritual concept that I need to, to bring into my life? Because there's always a spiritual answer. So what I did was, you know, I went within and I reminded myself like, okay, you, you don't, you were, you were feeling uh, a sense of safety from a sense of control that you had over external circumstances. And it was so second nature to you and the culture you lived in that you didn't, you weren't even able to recognize it. So now you don't have that. So what's going on is you don't feel safe. You don't feel safe. And it's, it's not necessarily anything real. Nobody's chasing me, trying to hurt me or anything. I just don't feel safe in my own environment because I don't know what's going on and I can't, and I needed to let go of that control and go to where I can always find safety, you know, and that is in my higher power, my higher self, spirituality, the eternal, the universe, whatever you want to call it. That's the only place we can derive safety from because it's eternal and never changes. We can't find safety in a place that's constantly changing. How are we supposed to feel safe?
if something's always, oh, well, it's this way. Oh, no, it's that way. Oh, it's this way. Oh, well, you're going to have to deal with a difficulty. You can't deal with a difficulty. You can't, like, all, like, you can't feel safe when all that stuff is the foundation of your reality. So the foundation of your reality needs to be spirituality. It needs to be something eternal. It needs to be something greater than you. So something that you can just anchor into and go, okay, like I can connect to the vibration of this and feel safe. Okay, so now I'm still in the same environment. I still can't control anything, and yet I'm okay. I'm okay with not being able to control anything. I'm okay with not being, not being able to or not, uh, not even wanting to. I don't want to control everything. I'm okay with going with the flow of life, but you need to you need to open to that and work through those emotions and allow those to come up. And this is going to, you know, look a little bit differently for for different people, but it's about it's like I said, it, there's always a spiritual solution, always to every problem, always. So, if you look into the our problems are transitory. They don't last forever. They're just fleeting. So, you know, th this that's where all our problems transpire in the transitory, which is the earthly realm. So we need to go above that to get to the solution. We need to go to the spiritual realm, the eternal realm, and anchor into the safety of that, knowing that we're okay, knowing that we're loved, knowing that we're bigger than this little fleeting body in the temporal realm you know this is this is why i have i don't think i've used this quote too much lately but i used to use it almost <laughs> you know multiple times monthly but it's my favorite quote from a course in miracles um let's see i haven't uh like i said i used to say it all the time let me see if i can get it right um nothing real can be threatened Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. So we have to, like most quotes, they really sound cool and a meme, and they sound interesting, and they might even sound profound. And none of that is enough. We have to live them, live them, deeply live them. We have to take the words, understand what they mean, and bring them into our reality. So this is what we can do when we're in isolation. What we can do is, if, if we're isolating away from anything, that means we're in fear of it. We don't want to experience it for some reason or another. So if there's fear, the only way we can get through the fear is to feel safe. So if, if, we're, if we're attempting to feel safe, then we're going to find it in the spiritual realm. So like if, if you're, nothing real can be threatened. So my soul, what I truly am, can't be threatened. It can't be by anything. It can't be threatened. It's eternal. So how can something temporal threaten something eternal? It can't. So what and who I truly am cannot be threatened. 
and then anything that can be threatened, like my ego um, or anything else in this temporal realm that's, that's just temporary, all those things can be threatened. Who I think I am, that can be threatened. So th that's just temporary. So, and anything that can be threatened doesn't truly exist. It's not real. It's just temporary and it's fleeting and it'll be gone. So nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. So I don't have to worry about that. Herein lies the peace of God. I have to live from that knowledge. I have to live from that quote. So I have to anchor into, actually feel the safety. I think a lot of the spiritual teachings are heading in this direction. We need to embody the teachings. We can't just talk about them. So we need to feel them. That, that means feel it. So you have to be sitting there and you have to be like, oh my God, I, I, I don't feel safe. Society is so dangerous or, or you know, um, the situation I'm in, I can't control it. And, and I don't know what's going to happen next. And I'm scared. We have to go from those places, whatever is making us isolate. We have to go from that, experiencing those feelings and do the inner work and, and, and try stretching. How do you do the inner work? You just try, you just, you, you know, there's no way to do it, but to try doing it, you know, like I can explain what an apple tastes like, but you're never going to get it until you bite into one. There's no spirituality is like that. You just have to try. You just have to contemplate why, why could um, anchoring into the eternal realm uh, give me a sense of safety? Um, do I actually believe that there is a loving God that cares for me? Well, if I do and it cares for me and it's loving and it's eternal, then I must therefore ha be able to feel safe because there's something larger than me making me feel safe. You have to go through these processes in your own mind and, and um, navigate the questions you have and the belief systems that are blocking you. Only you know the belief systems that are blocking you from truly believing that God loves you and can keep you safe. So you have to contemplate this stuff and find out what those roadblocks are and then reroute your thinking. Most of them are unconscious and most of them don't make sense if you really look at them. You know better. That's why you're even listening to me because you know better. Something inside you knows better. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. So take that inner knowingness that there is some sort of safety for you to have and Start making, start making, start allowing the fear to go and the safety come in. And little by little, it shifts. So, you know, and until you feel it and keep doing it and keep doing it until you feel safe. And then go out into the world and, and pay attention to how you're feeling and go do things that used to scare you. Sometimes it's just going out, you know, yeah, or dr driving somewhere or whatever and pay attention to your body. Like I was going, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm working through stuff that I didn't even know existed. And so it, like it comes out of nowhere and 
it's it's just weird, man. I didn't even know I had all this stuff in me. But I was driving to a meeting with somebody that I didn't know too well earlier today. And I was halfway there and I noticed that I was going into this part of town that I didn't know well and it's a little bit sketchy, not really, but during the day, but a little bit. And it's hard to find a parking spot and I've got a vehicle. And last time I went, I had my motorcycle and it was easier. And I, and I felt like some anxiety building up. So I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. I need to, I need to go into this, not run from it, not push it away, not block. I need to go into this and work through it and go monitor my energy. And I was driving down the road and like, I could feel the energy, the, the anxiety just releasing out of me. I'm like, I don't need this. I don't need to protect myself. It's okay if I don't find a parking spot. It's okay if I miss the meeting. It's okay if, if the car gets dinged or whatever, any other anxiety thoughts or feelings. And some of them don't even have specifics. It's just sheer anxiety. It's just like that goes too. I'm okay. I'm safe. It's fine. And you can do that. Work through this type of stuff. So then you're embodying and walking around in a vibration of safety and love. And you can literally feel it. This is what we're looking for. We want to literally feel the vibrational shift. We want to feel the vibration of love or safety or whatever we're after. We need to feel it and sit in it and, and just be like, yes, I... I feel like this. Oh, and, and now I can get up and go do something. And if I keep a portion of my consciousness on it, if I keep 10% of my consciousness on this feeling of, of safety and love and warmth within me and peace, and then I go to the car and I start it up, is it still there or did I lose it walking to the car? Oh, I think I lost it a little bit or it's a little weaker. Okay, well, just take a second. Where's that sense of safety? Oh, there it is. Now it's stronger again. Okay, I'll put it in drive. And you go. And you can do little things like this. It doesn't have to be your entire day. But you can do stuff like this to embody these spiritual principles that we talk about and have the isolation have a purpose of growth so you can come out of it and handle life better. So I am going to go look at some comments. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Thanks for joining again, Laura. And let's see, Nicole, we got to, uh, I tried to do this a couple of years ago. I got so scared when I started waking up and cut out all my toxic family. I didn't see how my family treated me until I was in my 30s. And when I saw it, I didn't trust myself after that either. I didn't trust myself to have relationships because that fear they would hurt me. Yes. And I wouldn't see it took over. I didn't trust myself to know the difference between healthy relationship and unhealthy. Amen, man. I've been through that. I've completely been through that. And, um, you know, at the end of, of working through it, what I found is that, you know, we don't have to trust anybody else. All we have to do is trust ourselves. And it's funny because you know, this is our ego tries to protect us from something that we already experienced. So yeah, our ego says, hey, don't get in another relationship because you might get hurt. 
I already got in a relationship. I already got hurt. <laughs> you don't have to protect me from the past that already happened. Yeah, but I don't want it to happen again in the future. Well, I'll learn from my past. Why don't I learn from it? That's a novel idea, you know, <laughs> and then grow. And, you know, the more you do this self-work, relationships, it's so like, I mean, I'm single now. I have no problem dating. There's not, there's not an ounce of fear in me when it comes to dating because I know that there's no way in hell I'm going to be with somebody who is unhealthy. I know I'm not. I'll just sit back and, and enjoy time with, with a woman. And then over time, she's going to show me who she is. And my eyes are open. And I can see. So, and I'm not expecting anything. I'm not. See, the, the reason that relationships get, to, get difficult is people want to be in one too bad. So what they're, if you want to be in a relationship, if your goal is to be in one, all you know, like that's your main focus and that's all your concern is, then what you'll do is you'll dismiss signals that you should be seeing. And you'll be like, oh, you know, so he was rude to a, a waitress. I mean, maybe he was having a bad day. Oh, so he yelled at me that one time. So he threw a bottle and smashed it. So he, and we'll rationalize and make excuses for, for poor behavior. If your eyes are open and you're okay, no matter what, you're going to see this stuff and you'll be like, oh, you know, and if you're not sure, go on another date. They'll show you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we don't have to worry. No, like just because we're in a relationship with somebody that hurt us, we think that we don't, we're, we're not going to know who's going to hurt us. The reason you were in a relationship with somebody that hurt you is because you didn't have enough self-esteem and your eyes weren't open. So work on your self-esteem and open your eyes. You'll be fine. Don't have to worry about it, you know? But this is an example of working through it instead of letting it hold you back, you know? Um, and then what was the follow-up to this? I, uh, this was the follow-up to the last comment. I completely self-isolated for a year. I was more scared that year than I've ever been in my whole life because I wasn't doing it in a healthy way. I did it based in fear. Exactly. You know, so we can just lock in and shut down because of fear. And I'm telling you, that is a serious, serious problem. That's where depression comes from. That's where suicide comes from. Um, you know, of course, one of the places. But it's it's where fear grows, you know, like it, the the example I usually use is, you know, you look at somebody who's literally locked into their house and can't leave. Well, how did they get like that? They didn't start there. You know, they started by experiencing fear at some age. Who knows? You know, it could have been a child. It could have been later on in life. But at some point they experienced fear. And instead of working through it and dealing with it, they let it control them. They said, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. And then they didn't feel any more pain. So they said, you know, so they kind of figured it worked. So they did it again. And then they didn't do those things. And then they, you know, oh, I won't drive. Oh, okay. So now they don't drive. Oh, well, now I'll order all my food out. Oh, okay. Now we'll do that. You know, and it just expands and expands and expands and expands. Nobody thinks they're going to get there. When, when people let fear control them, 
They don't say like, oh, in 10 years or 15 years, I'm going to be a recluse and locked in my house. Nobody thinks like that. It starts off smaller and we allow it to control us and we don't work through it. And then it controls more of us and more of us and more of us. You know, this is why I try to run, a, you know, deal with fear as much as possible, because I don't ever want to get to that point where it's controlling me. And and like, I, I didn't even know I had half this stuff I'm working through now. <laughs> but this is why I'm in the, the DR, because um, because I needed to come here. Like people ask me, why would you move to the DR? And I And I knew it even before all this fear came up. Um, I said, I'm a better version of myself there. Like, that's why I moved, you know, and that's an oversimplistic way. But but I am a better version of myself. And I didn't even fully know how, but it's because fears that we're not getting triggered in everyday life because of the conveniences and the lifestyle and the culture of the United States were in me. And for me to be fully free, they need to be they need to come out and I need to work through them and release them. And this place is doing it to me, <laughs> you know? So it's a gift. And this is also a good point. Nicole's on a roll tonight. It does shift. And I didn't even realize it happened until it did. So you know, again, this is the same. This is follow-ups from those original comments. This is what change happens. If you focus on doing the work, instead of keeping score, is the fear gone yet? Is the fear gone yet? Is the fear gone yet? That will drive you crazy. And oftentimes, whatever you're working on, am I there yet? Am I there yet? You're like a kid in the back of a car, man. Like, stop keeping score to see if you are where you want to get to and just focus on doing the work. And then what happens is you wake up one day and you're like, oh my God, like I've been... I've been good for like a while. Oh my God. Like yesterday we went and did that thing. And I, that used to scare me. I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me. That's what happens is when we're busy doing the work and not keeping score, we wake up one day and we realize the shift happened sometime in the past. And we're not exactly even sure when, which is cool. I love that stuff. And yes, I trust myself so much more than I ever have. That was a huge lesson I learned. Yeah. So see, see, Nicole really had some good comments here because she dove into her experiences um, of, you know, where things were um, dysfunctional. They were holding her back. They were inhibiting her life. And then as you follow her comments, you see how she recognized it was based in fear and she wasn't doing it in a healthy way and then eventually worked through it. You know, you, you see all this stuff. Ben, glad the beard is back. Great talk. Well, the beard is a little longer, but it never went anywhere, I don't think. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Uh, let's see. Tammy, this is so inspiring. Thank you. Uh, I have so much anxiety over fear. I do wake up every day and start my day, but at the end. So you have anxiety over fear. So that's like, and anxiety is fear. You know, it's a version of fear. Anxiety is the future version of fear. So, you know, 
anxiety is fear of the future. It's, it's like, oh my God, what if this happens? And it hasn't happened yet, you know? So, or what, what if this happens again? I think it happened before, it might happen again. That's the future. So that's what anxiety is, you know? So we can, we need to go within and work through this stuff. And we all have it. I mean, you know, the, this is the thing with fear. Like when it's an illusion, it's not, it's not real. It, there's no substance to it, you know? So like all of us, I think, I'm sure anybody that's old enough to listen to this has walked through some level of fear in their life. So when you walked, when, before you walked through fear and you were sitting there and fear was kind of paralyzing you and it was keeping you stuck and maybe you were isolating, whatever, when it was holding you stuck, it felt real. I mean, real enough to impede on your physical reality and stop you from doing things or make your heart pound. It really, it actually affected you, right? So it seems completely real when, when you are allowing it to affect you. It seems completely real because it actually seems like it's doing things to you. But what's doing things to you is you allowing it. Like you have the power fear doesn't so if if you stand up to fear fear has no choice but to recoil it, it can't fight against you if you walk through fear and you look back there is no fear there there's no if you walk through a curtain and you look back you see the curtain that you walk through but if you walk through fear and you look back it's just non-existent now there's there's no remnants it's gone it just doesn't exist. That's because it was an illusion. And if you buy into that illusion, then it controls you. If you don't buy into that illusion, then it doesn't control you. And it is that simple. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is simple. So look on your past successes, learn from your successes when you walked through fear and got on the other side of it and then do it again. Do it again. And one of the best ways to, you know, like I think I'm just going to kind of circle back around to the beginning. When I was talking about finding our sense of safety in God or our higher power or the universe or our higher self, finding that sense of safety, what I was talking about is love, you know, and love is technically all there is. There's only love. And this is like a foundational piece of what, of my teachings, it's love and fear. You know, if you get to the core of everything, anything negative is a version of fear and any, everything positive is a version of love. So if you, that, so now we've got everything down to the last two. So let's bring it even, see if we can get it down to the last one thing. That's the, the closer you get to the truth, the simpler it is. So you just keep simplifying until you get to the ultimate truth. And the ultimate truth is there's only love. So it's like light and darkness. If you put your hands and you cup it over your leg and you block out the light, then there's no light in there. And we go, oh, it's dark in there. 
But is darkness a thing? Is it an entity? Is there like, no, it's just absence of light because as soon as you open your hands, the darkness doesn't get in a fight with the light to see who's going to occupy that space. It's just light there now. So darkness isn't an actual thing. It's just absence of light. And love is the same way. Fear isn't actually a thing. It's just absence of love. That's all it is. So you don't have to fight your fear. There's no battle. There's nobody to fight. It doesn't truly exist. It's an illusion. It's just absence of love. So this is why we work on ourselves and, and we connect to our source of love and we open up to the love that's within us. And the more love we bring in, the safer we feel, the less fear there is. And it just goes, it's just not there. Fear and love can't occupy the same space because fear isn't even a thing. <laughs> it's just absence of love. So we need to bring in love, bring in love, bring in love. And as we do that, as we anchor in, so if, if you go back to the beginning of this podcast, I never told you to, to, to go fight fear. I said to go connect with safety, right? That's what I mean. Like you, you don't have to fight against fear. You have to bring in safety, bring in love. And then fear just isn't there anymore. So there, <laughs> I think that that was about it. Hey, Lisa, sounds like me with fear and anxiety. Yeah, you're not alone. You know, it's it's a lot of us. And like I said, I mean, I the amounts of fear and uh, that I've released through my spiritual walk in the last 17 years is tremendous. And to come over here and understand that there was a whole nother level of fear that was just bubbling around inside of me that I wasn't even aware of. And, you know, like, hey, it was hard, man. When I got caught up in it and, and when it was knocking me around, it was not easy. It was hard. It's hard. But I've been on this walk too long. I know how it ends. I win. And so do you. You know, we win. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, we don't have to be so scared because we win, man. We go back home. So like, what are we so, what are we trying to protect ourselves from so much? Go out there and live, work through your fear and live. Life's too short. Go out there and enjoy it. You're only here for a limited time. So go out there, enjoy it. And if you screw up and experience, you're going to experience sadness. You're going to experience emotional pain. It's going to happen. Stop trying to protect yourself from it because you're never going to do it. You're never going to stop all emotional pain. You're not supposed to. We're in an experiential realm. So there, this world is supposed to, we're supposed to be experiencing everything. I mean, I think we can experience more joy, love, peace. And I think that that's got to, going to be the primary vibration, the more work you do on yourself. But that you're going to have bad days. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel emotionally hurt. It's going to happen. And there's nothing you can do to protect yourself from it. Just allow it to happen and work through it when it does. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be protecting ourselves from experiencing anything that we feel that's discomforting. Something's uncomfortable and we're like, oh, I have to make sure I don't fail that ever again. It's like, <laughs> good luck. I think it's not going to happen. 
we, we need to understand that life is going to, to, to have its ups and downs, and we can feel those. It's not that big of a deal. Emotional pain, the, emo the emotional pain that we feel that we're trying to protect ourselves from is actually 90% BS. It's our resistance to it. 90% of the suffering we experience is our resistance to whatever is causing the suffering. If we just accepted real the reality of what was going on and going, oh, wow, that really hurts. Like, oh, I'm going through a breakup. This hurts. I really cared for that person. Now I'm not in this relationship anymore. And I'm going to miss the intimacy, the connection, the friendship, the bond that I had with them. And it's going to take me a little while to process this. And you work through that and you process it. You'll get through it. And it's, you know, will it be fun? Nope. But you'll get through and it'll be okay. But the problem is, is we pack on these stories and this, these misconceptions and these ideas that it's not supposed to be happening and, and it's horrible and, and, and we hate it that it's happening. And that's what causes 90% of the suffering. The 10% is just from the actual event. That is much. So when we stop resisting all this stuff and stop trying to protect ourselves from it and stop pretending that it shouldn't be happening and just feel life on life's terms, there's a flow to it and go with the flow. And sometimes you're going to go through a down and know that you're going to go through an up and feel it, and then go back up and it's okay. You get through it. Then you come sliding in at the end and you get to go back to freaking peace, love and eternity. Ooh, you know, you win, you win at the end. Stop holding on so tightly. So I think I'll, uh, I think I'll wrap up with, well, I'll just touch on these. Nicole, speaking to my soul tonight. Well, you know, you were a big part of this, this podcast. This was my favorite podcast you've done so far. Great job. Thank you. Tammy says, thank you. So I will wrap up, and I'm not going to pretend to sing, but like when I get into these conversations, you know, it reminds me of the, of the 38 special song. Hold on loosely, but don't let go. If you cling too tightly, you're going to lose control. Relax, man. Loosen the grip. Open. Open and find the safety that's within you. Because once you find that and anchor into it, guess what? Wherever you go, you have your safety with you. Whatever you experience you find yourself in, you have that inner safety within you. So you can be in these perceived dangerous or difficult situations that used to cause you anxiety and stress and, and, and fear. And you can stand in those same places as a different person anchored into love and safety. Be like, wow, this used to scare me. It doesn't scare me anymore. I mean, I've, I'm already, and this is not like pie in the sky thinking. I'm literally experiencing that regularly on a daily basis now. So, I mean, and I've experienced it other times in my life. So, I mean, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm just a dude, man. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for now. Thank you. This was a blast. Um, thank you for listening, watching, partaking. And um, I, will, I will talk with you guys soon. All right. Thank you. Peace out. Looking for more? Check out over 200 episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter or 
click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly.